I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney for NPR Illinois Community Voices and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host today, Craig, and it's again just a solo episode with me because Disney invited me to something very special. You know that uh, here on the show, we really appreciate and love the show Big Shot, the Disney original that premiered last year and just really kind of took Disney Plus by storm. We had a chance to talk to Jesslyn Gilsig and Yvette Nicole Brown from the cast last year and sort of talk to them about their experiences on set and sort of bringing that show to fruition. Well, now we're into the second season and Disney invited us along to a press junket for the second season, which was really fun because not only did I get a chance to get a sneak peek at some of season two, but also got to talk to a lot of these actors that we're going to be bringing you some interviews with as well. I want to spend the next couple of minutes before we get to those interviews, just basically telling you that this show truly, I, I know I love my Marvel. I love my Star Wars. There is something about this show that to me makes it among the top, if not the top original Disney Plus show that is out there. It's created by David E. Cully and uh, with some help from Brad Garrett as well. And it's just an incredible way to look at sort of sports, but also that teenage drama, teenage comedy. Uh, John Stamos, he's just this amazing leading man. But additionally, He's got this team, literal team of women around him that just completely take over the show and just do such a great job uh, throughout the series. And that continues. You actually get to learn a lot more about the girls in season two. It's, not, it's of course, still focused on Marvin Korn, on John Stamos's character, but you get to dive deeper into sort of the psychology and what's going on in the minds of these uh, high school women that are getting ready to play basketball, but also dealing with a lot that's going on in their personal lives as well. The cast chemistry here is something that I think is remarkable and definitely something I'm going to ask about when I get the chance to interview them in the future here, because it just seems like they had such cohesion on set. And I really think that that reads to the audience as they're going through. It's just a great show. I can't recommend it enough. As I mentioned, season two is coming out. I don't want to spoil much, but I will say that at the end of season one, we were left with a decision from coach Marvin Korn, what he was going to do. And he did choose these girls. He chose staying at the school and coaching them for at least another season. So you'll have to see from there where it goes. We've got some new faces joining us as well, uh, some familiar faces returning, and it's just a blast. I can't recommend it enough. It'll be coming out this Wednesday, October 12th. And so definitely go and check it out. I don't think there's any sophomore slump here in the second season. I can tell you that again, I've seen a good chunk of the second season and that I have enjoyed it maybe even more than our first season because we really get to take the time and spend with the character development and getting to dive into these characters. So certainly I would recommend running, not walking to your Disney Plus screen and checking out Big Shot, especially if you haven't seen season one, that's available today. And then starting this Wednesday, you can get season two of Big Shot as well. As I mentioned, Disney was so gracious to give us some interviews. We've got a pretty big interview coming at the very end here, and uh, I can't wait to get to that. But before we get there, I do want to also say that I love talking to the girls that are on this basketball team, and I'm excited for this opportunity because they, like I said uh, earlier, they really bring this show together in a way. Their chemistry is so perfect when it comes to this Um this production. So it's just great to get a chance to talk to them. So the first 
set of women that I get to talk to here in just a second. I get to talk to Cricket, who plays uh, Samantha, uh, Tiana, who plays Destiny, and I also get to talk to Tisha, who we know as Mouse from Big Shot, and it's exciting. So here we go. Let's talk to these three ladies. First of all, ladies, it's so great to get a chance to talk to you. Your show is wonderful. One of the best original shows that is on Disney Plus, for sure. And I was just wondering, Tisha, if you could tell me about the chemistry that you all had coming into set. It seems like it's so natural, but did you have to do anything extra to get that kind of chemistry? Well, the chemistry was always there from the beginning. Um, We've known each other before the audition. We've known each other for like half an hour, and then we just like all got along, which was great. Um, But what really helps is the basketball boot camp because we had to be there for each other every single day for how many hours, um, which was an amazing little bonding experience for us. So we came into set like sisters already. And I think it just grew from there. It really shows on screen too. Now uh, I want to ask a question of Tiana. Can you kind of tell me, don't spoil anything, but give me some direction that your character is going to be going into here in season two. Um, This season is definitely about Destiny learning about life in general. I think for her, there's a lot of growth in terms of the situation that she has at home. Um, She's definitely sort of come to terms with the the aunt mom switch from season one. And this season, she's really ready to start looking for her biological father and, you know, get some answers there. And I think that that causes her to grow and, and really not necessarily challenge her perception of life, but kind of take it away and accept that sometimes it's not going to be what you think and that's okay. And everyone's different. That's fantastic. I love the growth of your character, especially in season one. Can't wait to see where it's going. Now, Cricket, same question to you. Sort of what, give me some hints at where we're heading here in season two. Yeah, um, I think that Samantha has just had such a positive little kind of happy-go-lucky outlook in season one. And I think she continues to portray that in season two, but I think you'll realize that sometimes it's kind of a cover and that there is more depth to her and kind of a different side to her that we'll definitely get to experience. And um, yeah, not everyone is going to show what they're dealing with and everyone's going to deal with it differently. But I think overall asking for help is not, is not a bad thing. And I think it's definitely very important. So. That's fantastic. Now, uh, Tiana, give me a behind the scenes story that you want to share from filming here. (laughs) Oh no. Uh there's uh, there's so many it's hard to like think of just one. That's okay. Your teammates can also help question. you if they need to for yeah, sure. Please. See, what just came to mind for me was there was, okay, Tiana and I, we bicker. We're just like ridiculous. But there was a scene where she had to be like mean to me, not mean to me, like snap at me in a friendly way. Oh my god. And we could not get through the scene. None of us could because we were we're doing like DIY stuff in a house and I'm like this carpet's like blah 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 and she goes Property brothers probably aren't even real brothers, Samantha. That was top line of the season. Actually, top line of the season. Like, and I, I honestly, in that moment, understood what it's like to be on SNL. Like, I (laughs) could not, for the life of me, get it to the point where the writers were even like, "Do we need to just take it out?" I was like, "No, (laughs) please, no." Yes, it's too good. She, and and they told her to improvise her line. So she walked in, and her line's supposed to be like, "Oh, Mouse is gone," and she goes. Mouse is getting a chicken pot pie and none <laughs> of us were able to like keep it together. We just died. That was actually hilarious. It was yeah. too much. Yeah. There was too much going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's my favorite line. Probably That's bro. so great. And 
And Tisha, that kind of comes back to that camaraderie and that boot camp that you were talking about. But I'm wondering, you're doing a ton of these types of interviews today. And so what I like to provide is just a, a minute to maybe give like any kind of message or story that you're never asked about, but you want to talk about. Uh, and so I didn't know if you had that that you'd like to give me. Oh, that's that's hard. That's a hard question. Um, I personally, I, I think I mentioned this a little bit in one of the interviews, but um, I personally uh, really relate to Samantha's storyline. Um, I've dealt with anxiety and depression for about like two years and it's like been bad. Um, but I think that's like a really important storyline for everyone to see because like it's kind of taboo to get help um, even today and it's getting better, but it's not where it's at. And I think that getting help is an essential part of making maintaining your mental health, which is very important. And it's so important to be able to see that represented on screen for sure. Now, Cricket, can you, I'm wrapping up here, but can you just describe this season in a couple of words for me, what direction we're heading into? Yeah, I would say this season is dramatic. It's juicy. Um, it's just deeper. Just like we're kind of taking it one step further for every character, I feel like. That's so fantastic. And really, thank you to the three of you, because the art and creativity you're putting into work and putting out to the world, it is going to help people. And they're going to see that. And that representation is so wonderful to have. So thank you. I love your show. It's wonderful. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank, thank you, Greg. That was awesome. This is like the the crew from the first season that I really enjoyed following along with. So to get a little bit of the behind the scenes details, then also to learn about the chemistry about the ba basketball boot camp. Of course, they had a basketball boot camp to get together. And I think that that's really neat. It's very cool to be able to follow along with that and to get a, a little bit of insights into what uh, they are preparing for in the second season. I think it's going to be some really exciting stuff that's going to happen to these characters. And now, we get to move on to my second interview. And that interview is going to be with Nell, who plays Louise, our team captain. It's also with Sophia, who is playing Emma Korn, who is, of course, the daughter to Marva, Marvin Korn, to John Stamos himself. And then also we have Sarah with us, who's new to the cast. Her character, Ava, is really interesting. You get introduced to her almost immediately in the second season. And she is someone that is, again, social media media plays a big part of this show because it plays a part of a lot of teenage lives and it plays a part in all of our lives, but particularly in high school. So Ava is someone that is a master at volleyball and really big on Instagram in particular, but now she may or may not be coming to join our girls uh, and to be able to maybe play some basketball with them throughout the season. We'll have to see how the season unfolds, but I'm excited to bring you my interview with Nell, Sophia, and Sarah. Sarah, it's great to get a chance to talk to you. You're new to the cast. So can I you do. talk about coming into this great ensemble? The girls have such chemistry. So was it difficult for you to fit in? Not necessarily. I mean, at first I was very nervous coming into this, obviously. Um, I'm the new kid on the block. So going into this, I was nervous. But then when I first met them at basketball camp, uh, where we actually like trained so that we could be good, um, I met them and I was like, oh my gosh, like I know I'm the one supposed to be bullying them on the show, but what if it's the other way around in real life? I, I was just so nervous. Um, but they're they're the best, they're the greatest. They're like my second family now. Um 
Yeah. And I don't know, they're just the absolute greatest. That's great. Now, Nell, you never let that happen, right? Because you're sort of playing the leader of the team. I'm wondering if some of those leadership qualities go over to behind the scenes and with the ensemble as well. I mean, I would say I'm the legend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I, as captain, you know, the best thing about the show is that there really isn't any sort of hierarchy. And that goes for John as well. Um, we all sort of treat each other as equals in a way. And, and we're all leaders uh, to each other. So I think uh, I could say that I am the greatest captain, but uh, I'll leave that up to my castmates to tell me. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we can go right back to them. Right. But no, uh, Sophia, Emma's going through an awful lot when we look at her in season one. And I'm wondering if you can talk a bit about where your character is going to be heading in season two. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's true. She goes through a lot in season one. And I really like how we start off season two with kind of that baseline of, okay, all this has happened, but she's now settled. She's living with her dad. She's good friends with the girls. And we're kind of there when season two starts. And so then we can really dig in even more. So it was very cool to get um, really like a long trajectory of her growth and her growth with regard to her relationship with her father. Um, it was it was very cool to read the scripts of season two because it really, really builds on the first season in a in a wonderful way. That's fantastic. The reason I think this show works so well and is one of the best original shows on Disney Plus is that it tackles a lot of different issues that um, people are going through every single day. And one of those being that social media kind of presence that's available, that's really like in Gen Z, just so powerful and so in your life all of the time. So now I'm wondering if you can talk about that a bit, the, the kind of the bullying and things like that, the messages that this show gives to people that are watching it and uh, what that impact might have. Yeah. So, I mean, social media has a huge impact on all of us. It's just sort of the age that we're living in now. And it was, it was nice to have that uh, storyline included where Louise is subjected to this bullying. Um, because I remember even filming a scene where I had to walk into a cafeteria and everyone was staring at me and everyone had been sent something that I was not privy to. And it's a terrible feeling like it, there's no getting around it. So to sort of see that uh, Louise confronts the person who made it and, and gets that conversation. And of course you see that the person behind the screen has a whole backstory as well. So it's always important to, to go beyond that and not, not judge something off of what you're seeing on a screen for sure. Great. Sarah, it's, you're the newbie again. I'm wondering if you have like a behind the scenes story from this filming that you'd like to share. Yeah, of course. I mean, he, here's like just a very little short one and I can follow up with another one if it's too short. But um, I remember my first day of filming, uh, we just got off of like a 15 hour day. It was, I was so tired. I was like ready to go home, but it was still super fun, but super tiring. And John walks up to me. He's like, Hey, Let's make a TikTok, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> I can't say no to Stamos, so I was like, let's do it. So we just like went and did a TikTok, which was like so bizarre because you just like grow up watching him in Full House, and he's Uncle Jesse to you, but here he is wanting to make a TikTok with you, which is it's so bizarre. But That's 
It was a great experience. That's fantastic. And uh, Sophia, I'm wondering if you could wrap us up by kind of describing where season two is heading in just a couple of words for me. Absolutely. I think there are themes of growth for sure. There was in season one, but I think even more so we're really building on a really solid foundation that's already there. Um, So growth and just generally a lot of heart. I think the show is like at its core, a bunch of people who really love each other and care for each other and are trying to find ways of showing that to each other, even if it doesn't always work. Um, And so that dynamic is present with the team, with Emma and her dad, with Marvin and the, you know, all of these different connections are coming together and everyone just really, really cares for each other. So that's what I'm excited to see in season two. And I hope everyone really enjoys it. So fantastic. Thank you all for your art and creativity. It really does help enrich other people and the message is getting out there and your show is wonderful. So thank you and have a great rest of your day. Thank Thank you you so much. That was awesome because, again, it's kind of cool to get these insights and to be able to learn more about, especially from, you know, Sarah having kind of join this cast in the second season. I find it fascinating that she's able to kind of jump right in and and feel like she fits into that chemistry. Welcome with open arms. So that's really cool. Also, Sophia, is the, she's the one that gets to kind of interact with John Stamos the most really on set because she's playing Emma Corrin, right? And so it's pretty interesting to me uh, to hear some of her stories about that. And it was great to get a chance to talk to these ladies about season two. But now here we are with uh, perhaps one of the bigger interviews that I have had a chance to conduct, and I'm very excited for the opportunity. I'm very grateful again to Disney for the opportunity. I was given five minutes with John Stamos and talking about Marvin Korn and also a little bit about Disney, but I don't want to spoil that right now. So I'm going to get out of the way. Here's my interview with John Stamos. John, uh, last season, we had a chance to talk to Jessalyn and Yvette, and they mentioned how personal the show this was for you. I'm wondering if you found real instances of uh, fatherhood that you're able to really put into Marvin Korn. Well, it's actually been the other way around. I, you know, I think the writing and, and the way Marvin is played is, is teach is I'm, I actually take that home to my to my son. You know, um, the first episode of last season, he gives this impassioned um, locker room speech, which I love. David Kelly wrote it. And he talks about at the end of the day, can you look in the mirror and say, I did my very best today. I was my best. You know, I was loving enough. I was like kind enough. And that it seems like such a cliche thing, being in the moment, all this stuff. But it's 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 real and it's right. And and it's that part has really affected me. I bring that home. That's great. And we talked to a couple of your co-stars here, and they've all said how great it is to get a chance to work with you. You started your acting career about the same age as these ladies are now. And I'm wondering if you've imparted any kind of words of wisdom to them. I've always been, I, I mean, I just think of myself as, you know, I was always the youngest on the set and I was always, and I was, they used to call me the sponge. I like I soaked everything up and I had these mentors, usually men because my father passed away early. But what I see in them is like, they just have this boundless energy. They, 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 they're fearless. And, you know, as you go on in your career and you start reading about yourself or you get in your head too much and it, it really becomes damaging. So to to watch them be so free and and optimistic and, and fearless has really uh, taught me. It teaches me. They teach me every day. They, the, they do in real life. And then, of course, the characters like I just love this show because I can be a jackass and I can. And all these women, all these really strong, smart women around me goes, 
you're a jackass. That's wrong. You know, and I go, well, okay, you're right. And I, and he apologizes and he says, I want to be better. And then he makes another mistake and then call on that. And that, that kind of rhythm is, is good. Well, it's fantastic. It's one of the best original series on Disney Plus because of the messages that it sends as well. And now we're wondering, so we know you as the musician and the performer and the actor, but in the show, you're the big sports guy. So what's your family think about you as a sports guy? They laugh. Uh, they <laughs> laugh. They, they, uh, they, I think they, I remember my sisters like seeing me like the first, I was just so excited to show them the first episode and I'm in there doing this coach stuff and they're gigged laughing at me. I'm like, what are you laughing at? It's like, that's oh, not you. That's you're terrible at sports. Um, it was a challenge to play. You know, I know nothing about sports. I'm not a sports guy. And so to, uh, it was easier to be a doctor on ER when I came in. Dude, seriously, I just did. It's not, I, I'm not a jock. I don't have that mentality, but I, you know, I worked hard at it and I talked to a lot of people and read a lot of books. I went to see Jerry West, uh, who, you know, is a famous basketball guy, coach. And and I said, thank you, Mr. West, for letting me come down to the rehearsal today. First of all, it's not rehearsal, it's practice. And those aren't costumes. You know, those are uniforms. Not intermission, right? Not intermission. That's what I always call intermission. Yeah. Halftime or whatever it is. Are you a Disney guy? Is that beyond the mountain? Oh my gosh. I am a huge Disney guy. Actually, I wanted to make sure my co-host wanted to make sure that I said hi to you, Vanessa hi. and Brett. Uh, they both love you. And actually, because you're such an ambassador for the Disney parks, we would, you know, love to geek out about the Disney parks. And I know you do too. And so it's great to see you as an advocate for the parks. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I love to get like, now you've, now you're talking my language. That's um, right. You know, I was at D23 last week and yeah, they wrote this speech about, you know, me talking about, um, you, you know, Disney, I mean, not Disney, but my shows, I, I do the voice of Iron Man and I'm on Mickey's uh, fun house. And, and I said, you know, I, I, I'm going to walk out there and I'm going to look in that audience, which was happened. And I said, I'm going to see myself. I am just like these people. So I, they, they can, they know the show's coming on. They know what I'm doing. The, let's talk about Disney. Let's talk about memories. And what I got to do, which I was really grateful for is I, 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 I showed some pictures of the last time that I was at Disneyland with Bob Saget and he loved, he loved going there. And we were in, uh, we were in onesies and Dave too. And it was, uh, I said, that's, look at that. Like that's, you know, I, you know, Winnie the Pooh said every day with you is my favorite day. And, and I said, any day with Bob was my favorite day, especially at, at Disneyland. And um, it was just about like, Hey, let's, you know, let's tell people that we love them when, when we, mm -hmm. when we have a chance, you know, tomorrow's not promised. And, and I've learned that, you know, so that was, um, that was a nice Disney moment that I got to share with everybody. Well, my time is so brief, but I do want to tell you, when we talked to Tony Baxter, he mentioned you talking with him and Marty Sklar and how that was one of Marty's last uh, opportunities to, to speak and how much of an impact that made on him. And it makes such an impact on us as Disney Parks fans. Marty, yeah, he passed away. Like, and it was my first time meeting him, and I was so charmed by him. And he had such energy. If you go back and look at that tape, and you know, I could be a smartass, and he boom, pushed it right back to my smart. Mm -hmm. Boom, 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 boom. And uh, yeah, I was really that was really sad. But you know, I'm glad that I got to spend the time with him before he went. And Tony's, you know, fantastic. I, I idolized that man. We were, I think it was that at that D23, we were um, we were at dinner. And the park was getting ready to close. I said, we got to go on Splash Mountain with you, Tony. You're, you, it's your ride. It's my favorite, one of my favorite rides. We have to go with you. And we had to get a picture going down the, you know, the thing. 
So we're going down and, and we, well, oh, Tony, and we went to get the picture. I was so excited. I didn't see it because we were going somewhere, but Caitlin got it. And when I got home, I looked at it. My hand is right in front of Tony's <laughs> face. He's behind oh. me. So I, it could have been anybody. But I bet he'd go again with you. But thank I you so much for your time and your talent. Your art and creativity means so much to all of us. I got have it great from being in the day. parks. I mean, I'm telling you, when I was a kid and I was in those parks, it all, you know, it all seeped into my psyche and my, my head and my hair. And, you know, here I am. Oh, it's amazing. Thank you so much for everything. You, buddy. I'll tell you what, when you're given five minutes with John Stamos, first of all, you're very grateful you're given five minutes with John Stamos, but you kind of like, I, in my mind, I was like, I really want to sort of mention the Disney parks because he's such a Disney parks fan. So then when he recognized our name and then uh, decided to switch the interview from talking about Big Shot a bit and being able to talk about the Disney parks and that amazing story that he gave about Bob Saget and immediately got emotional during that story, it was uh, remarkable to get a chance to talk to him today. And I love how he brings Marvin Korn to the screen. And I love that in the interview, he's giving so much credit back to his co-stars and to the women of this show that really bring this show to an, a special place uh, where, again, I can't say the accolades enough of this show. But um, beyond that, to get a little bit of a chance to talk to him about how he's become almost an ambassador to the Disney parks amongst us fans. He's someone that is a mega celebrity that still loves to walk down Main Street USA and really dives deep into the lore of the parks. He mentioned that he was geeking out about writing Splash Mountain with Tony Baxter. I mean, here he is like, again, mega Watt star. And he was like, no, I got to go ride Splash Mountain with Tony Baxter. So it's cool on both ends to be able to get the opportunity to talk to him about not only his show coming up, but also to talk just a bit about the Disney parks as well. And uh, really grateful for this opportunity. This is an interview that really Brett and Vanessa and myself have hoped for for a long time. And so I knew that it was a lot of responsibility that the fact that, in fact, I will give you behind the podcast, I tried desperately to tell my co-host that they should take this one, but uh, they were gracious to allow me the opportunity to get a chance to talk to him. And who knows, we will, of course, continue to try to bring him back on the future, uh, but we'll see where that goes. But for now, October 12th is just around the corner and you need to go and check out Big Shot because it is such a great show. I can't say that enough. I really enjoyed the way it subverted my expectations in the first season and now in the second season that we can really dive deep into these characters. I'm grateful again to Disney for the opportunity and to all of the actors that I had a chance to talk to today. It was great to learn a bit more about season two as we prepare for October 12th. Of course, it's going to be available on Disney Plus that that day. So definitely go and check it out and let me know what you think about it too. Real quickly before I go, I did want to mention something that I don't normally do in our plugs. And that is that we do use the Front Row Network YouTube channel as well. And so if you'd like to see the video versions of these interviews, they are available on the Front Row Network. So you can check on YouTube and then just search for the Front Row Network and you'll find each three individual interviews uh, under the videos there. So go and check those out for sure as well. Um, but it was just great. Again, uh, all the normal plugs, come and find us on social media, go and find us on uh 
on our podcast pals facebook group and then join our patreon as well we just started this it's so we're so grateful to the people that have already jumped on to patreon but it's been fun getting to cover this bonus junket episode for you i'm going to go ahead and get out of here i will let you know we are interviewing a disney legend a disney legend imagineer robert coltrane this friday so that episode will come out at our normal time but it's been wonderful getting a chance to chat to all these ladies and to of course John Stamos from Big Shot and can't wait to see where the show goes in the future. So for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig and I will see you real soon in the front row.